Hello, hello everyone and welcome to the Miss Pink Digital Podcast, home to everything digital marketing, brand building and tech. And on today's episode, we are going to be diving back into the world of Google Ads and talking about Google's five A's. Now, some of you may not know what the five A's are, what they stand for, and I'm here to tell you just that and also how you can utilize them in your marketing and how they can really help level up that Google Ads activity. So the five A's is basically Google's pillars for success or criteria for success and optimization within your ad account. And obviously each A of the five um, has a different meaning and stands for a different thing. This strategy has been around or these principles have been around for a while now, I think since around like 2018, and it kind of falls under their digital transformation pillars, but they are definitely useful and evolving. So the first A is stands for audience. The next A stands for assets. Then we've got access. Then we have attribution. And finally, we have automation. So we're going to talk about each one of those A's today and how you can improve them and optimize them within your day-to-day marketing activity and campaign build out. So let's just jump into the first A, which is audience. And according to Google and everyone else in the digital space, this is all about identifying and engaging with the right users. Obviously, when it comes to Google ads or any advertising campaign in general, the creative element is a small portion of the picture. Yes, it is obviously a very important portion of the picture, but it only makes up a certain proportion of the entire strategy you're kind of going for. And audience is a huge one. You could have the best creative in the world, but if you're not reaching the relevant people, that creative is only going to go so far. So when it comes to the audience, it's about understanding who your target audience is, how you are going to capture their attention and how you can kind of build a strategy where you're reaching new users, but not forgetting about people who are already on your marketing funnel. And that's obviously where the discussions of that tofu, mofu and bofu activity come in. So those of you who don't know what tofu, mofu and bofu means is a relatively, I don't want to say old fashioned, but a long lasting um, expression within the advertising space or any digital marketing space. And it stands for top of funnel, middle of funnel and bottom of funnel. So you've got your prospecting activity, which is where you're trying to reach new users. You've got your middle of funnel activity, which is your remarketing. So they're aware of your brand, but they may not have converted yet. They may have started their journey on your website, but haven't quite finished. Um, And that targeting is all about getting them to convert. And then you have the BOFU activity, which is bottom of funnel. So these people may have already converted with you in the past, but you're trying to re-engage them and keep them coming back to really improve the retention of your website and get that repeat business if your model is that kind of model. So When it comes to audiences within Google, obviously there is a plethora of ways you can target users. There's audiences available within the platform. So you've got your in-market and affinity audiences, which very much goes by criteria of the user. So different traits the user may have, whether it's their place of work or the type of industry they work in, whether it's their interests, whether it's their buying patterns, stuff like that. Um, And then you also have things like custom intent audiences. So custom audiences come from purchase intent and search intent. And it's basically where you can target users 
based on either the type of queries they're searching or their likelihood of purchasing or converting with something that fits a certain criteria of certain keywords. And then you also have the traditional keyword targeting, which to this day is obviously a very powerful form of targeting because you are directly reaching out to what we call high intent users. And high intent users are called high intent because they are proactively looking for something. And that's what that keyword targeting kind of captures because they have to type in a keyword or a term in Google that they're looking for. And then you are reaching out to them saying, hey, you guys are looking for this we are supplying this, come to our website. So when it comes to audience targeting and how you can optimize that and really improve that element of your marketing this year, there are a few different steps you can take. The first one is all about ensuring you have a strategy in place and ensuring your account is segmented in two different campaigns, different asset groups, different ad groups to kind of cater to um, the different types of users you are going to be targeting and you're going to go out there and reach. And that's where that tofu, mofu and bofu conversation really comes into play. What audiences do you have that are more prospecting top of funnel users? What are your middle of funnel audiences and how you're going to target them? And who are your bottom of funnel users as well? And how are you going to keep them interested in your business? And how are you going to segment that in your account in a way that is effective? Obviously, we wouldn't typically recommend just getting all of your prospecting activity, all of your remarketing activity and shoving it into one ad group and one campaign. That is not an efficient way to reach users and segment your budget. We would recommend creating separate campaigns based on the type of user you want to reach in their journey. And then it will allow you to kind of cater your ads and your messaging towards this. Obviously, when you have top of funnel users, you're going to be using a different message compared to when you have those bottom of funnel users. The reason why is when it comes to prospecting, they've likely never heard of your brand before. So you really want to make a good impression. You want to entice them to learn more about your brand and what you have to offer versus bottom of funnel users. They've likely converted with you and used your brand before. So now it's all about changing your messaging to make them want to come back and convert again. So when you segment your targeting in a way that caters to those different audiences, it will allow you to be a bit more personalized with your approach and really make the most of that activity in there. It will also allow you to apply your budgets in a lot more of a efficient, cost-effective way for your business. And alongside how you segment your targeting, also have a think about how you're going to use your targeting and what you're going to use in your targeting. So we've obviously touched on keywords. So one thing to think about is assessing what keywords you're using, assessing how they're performing, and then looking at the nitty-gritty details of it. So what match types are you using? Is there opportunity to test broad match over phrase and exact if those are the only match types you're using? Is there opportunity to test even more top of funnel keywords and prospecting keywords than you're already testing to kind of act as that brand awareness piece? Obviously, if you do have that additional budget for that prospecting activity to where you can get away with targeting broader terms to increase your brand awareness, really make sure you have a strong remarketing campaign to couple along with that. And also have a look to see if there's opportunity to bid for some more long tail, either less competitive keywords or more specific keywords. If you have listened to a previous episode of this podcast, we talk about how consumer buying habits are changing 
specifically in this year with the cost of living crisis and off the back of COVID, where people are being more specific with their searches now more than ever. And they're actually opting to carry out more long tail specific searches than ever before. So it's really important to make sure you're jumping on the opportunity to bid on these to really capture those users where other brands might not be capturing them enough. And then alongside that, obviously make use of Google's audiences they have available within the platform. So that's your in-market, your affinity audiences, but also make sure you're really populating your own data where you can and uploading your own first party data. Obviously, this is like the creme de la creme when it comes to Google targeting. They love when you have that high quality first party data. Not all companies will have that yet, especially if you are of a smaller size and you do have a smaller database. But if you do have a nice healthy list of customer emails or that first party data that Google needs, absolutely be utilizing it within the platform, especially if you've got some more automated campaign types running like your performance max campaigns where feeding that high quality data in is really going to help you level up that targeting activity. Obviously, it goes without saying if you are using first party data, make sure to regularly update it and upload new lists just so the data is nice and fresh in the platform for Google to learn from. And the next A in our lovely list of five A's is assets. Again, kind of touched on this previously, but when it comes to any digital marketing or advertising activity, there are different facets of that activity which complement one one another. Your targeting is one part of the equation and another part that makes up the equation is your assets or your ad creative, as other people might like to say. Ad creative is huge when it comes to advertising. It always has been. And it's getting more competitive than ever. There's always new trends going on that we kind of have to jump on. Even in the Google space, I think people who have the misconception about Google ads is that you don't have to jump on um, trends as much as you do on social ads because Google's a lot more high intent. It's not as, I guess, brand awareness heavy as people might think it is. Um, But that's a complete misconception, especially when you're running things like YouTube activity, discovery activity, display, any of that kind of campaign type within the platform. It's really important to make sure your assets are competitive and they are up to par with what users want to see. The first thing we need to think about, and this goes hand in hand with your targeting activity and how you segment it, is the relevance of your assets and your ads to the user. If they are not seeing a relevant ad to what they are looking for or what they enjoy or what they might have intent of buying or understanding more of, then you're just going to be wasting that impression. And it's very important to ensure you are utilizing your budget in the best way possible and wasting it on irrelevant impressions is going to be the first way to negatively impact the efficiency of your advertising. So that relevance piece is really important and thinking about where the user is in their, in their journey, how you can target them most effectively to complement that. What are they looking for? How can your ad tell them that your business can cover that is going to be really important and also determining on the placement and where your ad best sits. So for example, is your ad or service or what you are promoting at the time going to sit best on search? Is it going to sit best on YouTube or is it going to sit best in kind of like a discovery image format? Once you've kind of determined that, it can allow you to create your campaign on a more 
or in a more catered approach to that platform or to that placement. For instance, if you want to target a younger demographic and they may not necessarily be directly searching for your product, then that might be a good opportunity to run some YouTube activity um, where there are going to be a wide range of demographics on YouTube, but a lot of the younger demographic are going to be scrolling through there. Um, and then also because it might not be necessarily searched as frequently at the moment, YouTube is your opportunity to take a bit more of a push marketing approach. So obviously when it comes to Google ads, you've got your pull versus push marketing. So your search activity that acts more as your pull marketing because the user is searching for something and then you're telling them you have it. So you're pulling them in. Whereas when it comes to any form of like social activity and we take YouTube, for example, as that, you're kind of pushing your ad, your content and your business onto the user. So it works really well in instances where you might be selling a product or providing a product that is either visually stunning and you're able to visually depict this product or it's one that might not be searched super often through the search engine. Like it's a new product, it's a new brand and your push marketing activity can help bring awareness to that. So determining where you're going to run your ads and who you're targeting and how you can cater to that is going to really allow you to improve and level up that ad activity within Google. When running YouTube or display activities specifically, really think about the type of content you're going to show out there as well. So if it's video ads, for instance, are you going to do that long form content or short form video content? Do you want to make users sit and watch and understand the product and then from there convert with that long form content? Or do you want to do be quick, snappy and make the user intrigued and kind of extend that user journey there? Also, if you're leveling up your assets, really level up and look at your user journey in its entirety. And I would say this before running any ad activity or any marketing activity in general, really make sure your user journey is easy. Make sure all of your user experience boxes are ticked. Make sure you have optimized your website for conversions. We call this conversion rate optimization. And just make sure that you are easing any pain points that the user may come across if they click on your ad and go to your website. Because again, you could have the best targeting in the world. You could have the best ads in the world. You could have really high quality, great assets that really spark the user's interest. But if they go to a website where the experience isn't great, you're just going to risk losing that potential customer and wasting all that budget. And the next A we are going to be talking about is access. And access is all about maximizing your reach on Google. So really utilizing all the different campaign types they have available within the platform. So just to recover them, that consists of search, performance max, which covers a different a plethora of different channels in there, um, discovery and YouTube, and really thinking about how utilizing all these different channels is going to improve your brand awareness and brand visibility. It's really important when trying to increase that brand presence that you are using as many different platforms in order to do so. Typically, you stick to one place where you get all of your conversions, all of your customers. Although it is safe, it actually isn't the best approach to one, put all of your eggs in one basket, but it also is gonna really limit your brand's ability to grow in the long run because you're only reaching a portion of your potential customer base. So really having a look at all the different channels that you can target and how you can target them effectively. And again, that goes hand, hand in hand with 
your targeting, so with your audience and your assets. You obviously want to make sure if you are running ad activity on the more low intent push marketing channels that you are coupling that with relevant targeting and with high quality assets and ad copy and creative. The next day we are going to touch on is attribution. Now, this is arguably one of the most if not the most important A of them all, but it's often not looked as the most important and it's often forgotten about. So are you measuring the value of each point of contact and are you crediting the right keywords, the right campaign, the right ad to a conversion correctly? So attribution is all about how you credit your conversion data to your advertising and kind of having a source of truth when it comes to your campaign data in general. Now, there is a wider conversation to be had around attribution, which we're not going to get into today, but it's very important to consider a general source of truth if you are taking an omni-channel marketing approach. So omni-channel marketing is basically where you are trying to generate customers and business from multiple data points and multiple channels. So if you're running Facebook ads, Google ads, Microsoft ads, Pinterest ads, TikTok ads, all of that, how you're crediting that data and making sure you're not double counting. But that is a whole conversation in itself and it will probably be a separate um, podcast episode. It definitely falls under the umbrella of frequent mistakes made in digital marketing. So it's definitely worth talking about in the future. For now, because we're only talking about Google, we're just going to talk about attribution within Google itself. Obviously, when it comes to tracking, this is a very important part, not only to measure the success of your advertising activity, to make sure you are using your budget in an effective way, but also allow the platform to learn and your campaigns to learn, especially when you are using automation, which we'll talk more about in a moment. But attribution within the platform, you have different ways you can measure success. So you have obviously Google Analytics 4, which you can import conversions from there into your Google Ads account, or you can set up internal Google Ads tracking through what's called Google Ads conversion tracking. So when it comes to attribution, really have a look at what's called your attribution models and what one to best use. So by default, I would absolutely recommend using a data-driven attribution model. This means it will allocate conversion data to touch points based on how much they actually contributed towards a final conversion. So this is really the most accurate way to see how much different campaigns and different keywords and different audiences really contributed to the outcome of your campaign. Obviously, there are different attribution models. So within Google, you have a first click attribution model, which is where you credit all conversion data to the first click that was generated prior to a conversion. You have last click. This is very similar to first click, but instead you are attributing all of your conversion data to the last click that was generated prior to a conversion. You also have position base, which is where it credits the most conversion data to the first and last click and then credits the rest of the conversion data equally amongst the other clicks in between. Um, and then you have time decay as well. So that's where your account credits more conversion data the closer you get to a conversion. So the first click often gets the least, and then the closer you get towards converting, the more credit those clicks get. And then you also have linear, which is where it credits all conversion data amongst all clicks equally. And then finally, you have the data-driven one, 
which is the one I spoke about at the beginning. Making sure you're using a accurate attribution model is a really impactful way to make sure you are making meaningful decisions within your campaigns, making sure you are allocating your budget correctly. It is often the case when you're using like a first click or a last click attribution model, you're not seeing the full picture of how your targeting and your campaigns and your keywords have helped contribute towards conversion data. When it comes to advertising activity on any platform, it's quite frequently the first point of contact between a consumer and your business. And therefore you can't expect them to always convert after going to your business for the first time, especially nowadays where users are being more careful about their purchase decisions. They're putting more thought behind it. They're comparing competitor information a lot more. They're looking at your reviews. They're looking at your socials. They're doing all of these things to make sure they're making the right decision. And that's where the old school last click and first click attribution models do not effectively measure how you're targeting and how your campaigns are contributing towards conversion generation. So the more of a data-driven attribution model you can take, the more effective measuring your conversion data is going to be. And last but certainly not least, we have automation. And this is all about leaning on Google's machine learning AI automation to generate results. Times have very much changed within the Google platform and their automation has come a very, 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 very long way. It used to be the case people were very scared to use automation. They were very scared to use smart bidding. They were very scared to use the smart campaigns um, because they just weren't reliable back in the day. And it was more reliable to have a human there manually changing cost per click bids. But now Google has become very smart. It has its own algorithm that is very, very intelligent and very effective to the point where automated campaigns are a lot more effective than manual ones in a lot of instances. Obviously, it's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all scenario. There does have to be an element of making sure it fits for your business and your industry, but most of the time, the automated campaigns are the ones that are the more successful. Uh, so really leaning on Google's machine learning, really leaning on automation, but alongside that, making sure you're providing Google with as much data as possible. So making sure you're uploading that first party data into your account, making sure you are targeting the right users, making sure you're frequently optimizing the account, but also making sure you're not taking too much of a segmented approach. It used to be things like single keyword ad groups was the way to go, but now that's actually a bit too segmented for Google's machine learning. And Google's a lot better now at segmenting things itself and finding the right user to target and targeting them in the right way. So really making use of the automation where you can, especially if you want to scale your account. It's very difficult to scale when you're taking a very manual approach and the automation will allow you to scale while still giving you some control over the efficiency of the campaign. So for instance, when it comes to bidding strategies, if you are using an automated bidding strategy, and you want to retain some control, add some bid caps to it. So let's say you want to generate revenue from a campaign and you're feeding that revenue data into the account and you're using max conversion value bidding, add a target row as to that. So that way you're still leaning on automation, but you're still retaining that control and you're guiding Google on what you want to do. Automation is not going to be the be all and end all of your campaign as long as you're giving Google guidance high quality data and optimizing it as you go. And that is it from the five A's of Google and really using those five A's to guide you in your optimization, in your campaign build out, 
and in your day-to-day management of the account can really help level up your advertising activity, make it more competitive, and also making it follow best practice and just being a really high quality account build. Obviously, like I said previously, don't just take everything with a pinch of salt and optimize accordingly every single time. Really make sure you're catering to your industry. It's not a one size fits all scenario when it comes to advertising, but there are best practices you can carry across and mold them to suit your business and your business's needs. But yes, I hope this was helpful and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening.